We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome everyone to the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire NFL podcast brought to you by Circus Sports. We've made it through likely round one of the fantasy playoffs for a lot of folks uh, entering week 16 here. I think, unfortunately, not nearly as many wave wire pickups as we saw last week. I was campaigning for Zamir White. You were in on Ty Chandler. The answer was both, actually, if you played either one of those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, a few of the receivers did as well, too. Not Odell Beckham, which I unfortunately went down in one of my leagues due to that advice. So we'll, we'll tackle a difficult waiver wire period here entering week 16. Of course, if we have any start-sit lineup questions it's at this point of the season, too, we'll be happy to help out towards the end of the show. But I want to make sure uh, we get to all the top options for this week. Let's hit that music. Again, welcome everyone to the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire NFL podcast brought to you by Circus Sports. I'm Joe Bartle. You can follow me on Twitter at JBFantasySports, and then you can follow Jake at RotoJake. Uh, we're talking Week 16 waiver Wire pickups, and and tons of people right now tuning in. We've got, obviously, I'd assume waiver Wire questions, but also mm-hmm. roster questions as we get to that. We've been tackling the top five pickup list now for the past month, month and a half, and I think it's more or less done what we wanted to do, get those top targets out there. Mm-hmm. We discuss a bit more of these guys uh, in later detail, and I think, unfortunately, for this week, the list is pretty mundane, but also is kind of seven or eight guys that are all in a similar spot. So we differ on two of them. But I want you to talk about your number one wave wire pickup this week, Jake. Yeah, so I, I bounced around quite a bit this week. Uh, I changed my top five, I think, eight different times, mm. you know, adding and removing guys that I found uh, since, since doing this. And I, I'll, I'm just going to come out and say that throughout my whole top five, there's not a whole lot of separation um, in between any of these players here. So even though I'm going to go ahead and say Tyler Boyd is my number one waiver wire pickup this year, there's not a whole lot separating this week, not him. This year. For, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, this this week, yeah, and well, possibly rest of this year, right? Because it looks like Jamar Chase is going to miss at least week week 16 and possibly mm-hmm. more games after that here. So, um, you know, Jake Browning, we talked about him last week. He's playing pre- he's playing pretty dang good, right? And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, T. Higgins is still wide receiver one. But the separation between Boyd and anybody else on that w- roster for a wide receiver three is a wide, wide gap. And, um, 
And yeah, I, I'm rolling Boyd as the number one pickup this week. Trickier matchup for Tyler Boyd going against the Steelers' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on the road, but uh, yeah, a lot of these have a lot. Of, there's a lot of rough matchups in this whole list to begin with, and that's part of the reason I'm moving it around so much. But and, yes. and last week was tricky in the sense that we didn't know the status of Tyreek Hill up until game time. We didn't know the status of Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. or Geno Smith. We didn't know the status of Keenan Allen up until game time. It felt like for the Chargers too, and I, I don't know if we're going to run into that scenario quite as much. It sounds like Tyreek Hill was close, couldn't play. I would assume that'll be different this week. I would assume mm-hmm. it's going to be different for a guy like Nico Collins, who somebody's asking in the chat. We'll, again, we'll get to the, the start-sit questions later on in the show. I want to get to that top five waiver wire list. But mm-hmm. that's that's the issue when we're doing the show as early as we are in the week. Maybe makes things a little bit tricky. So you're projecting, and it seems correct, that Jamar Chase won't play this week, possibly rest of the season. We'll see what his status is. But the biggest beneficiary in your mind is Tyler Boyd. My number one waiver mm-hmm. wire pickup probably isn't available in most leagues, but I was going through. I still have five more playoff teams, I guess six mm-hmm. counting. Uh, one, Darren Waller was available in two of those six, and both wow. of those coincidentally did not have injured reserve spots. So I think that's part of it. If you're in a league that has injured reserves, injured reserve spots, Waller has been probably picked up. Exactly. But, you know, uh, what, 63% rostered in Yahoo yeah. threshold. It's over our list, but mm-hmm. we're to the point where we need to talk about the best guys that could be available. And I think theoretically Darren Waller is available in some formats. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I mean, he was gone in my 16-teamer. And my 12-teamer with IR spots. I believe he's out there in my 12-teamer without IR spots and a shallow bench. But, yeah, the only reason I didn't throw him on my list is 63% before. You know, eventually we're going to get to the tight end section here later on in the show. And um, I put the first note at the very, very top. You know, Tyler or Darren Waller, 63%. Go ahead and check on him first. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. If he's out there, he's probably the top pickup here. And even – even okay, so, for example, I've got Evan Ingram and, uh, and um, Trey McBride in this 12-team league. I'm never going to start Darren Waller, but I think I'm going to pick him up just to block, you know, just in yeah. case, you know. So, Peter Shanky, don't listen to this part because he could very well pick up and start Darren Waller in one of our leagues. I play Shanky in two different leagues in the semifinals, and I play Ryan Pohl in two different leagues in the semifinals here, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that that was one of the reasons I, I mentioned this because I, I don't know if I play Darren Waller. I think I would over Tucker Craft, who does make yep. uh, our tight end list later on, but not our overall top five. Mm-hmm. Waller's the the most competent receiver for the Giants, and whether it's Tyrod Taylor or Tommy DeVito starting, exactly. that that matters to me. Somebody mm-hmm. in the chat asks, "Would you play Waller over I Kyle was Pitts?" To address that. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I would. I mean, is, that's yes. exactly the scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pitts is a Pitts is a cut candidate. I was very close to cutting Pitts for Kate Otten last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just because we don't trust anything that's going on with Arthur Smith, and also there is you know some weather issues in that game, which does oh, play a yeah. little bit of a role here. Yeah, um, played a role last week too, certainly mm-hmm. with the weather. Um, but yeah. Number so, yeah, two, right I, there with you. Number two, my list is Joshua Palmer, and you have him a little yep. bit later on. But I, the reason I I have it, it goes back to what we were saying a bit earlier with all the injury news and everything else. I have no idea what the status of Keenan Allen will be if Keenan Allen is active and playing. Mm-hmm. Palmer probably bumps down further in my list. He's still in the top five, but not number yep. two. But the question is, if you are the Chargers, why do you play Keenan Allen? He already has set the the uh, season. Well, he set his career high in receptions. Mm-hmm. He's already set the franchise record I mean, in receptions. Go get an NFL record in receptions. <laughs> well, I, I don't think he can after missing last week. Like there really is sure no incentive. He's, yeah, but anyway, it's 140. He can't make 34 catches in three weeks, right? Look at he gets 15 a week, man. He's okay. <laughs> he's Keenan Allen. You're, you're Maybe, talking, oh, this is a guy that has him in stake league or someone no, else. No, That's this is a guy that has him in the dynasty league that yeah. really needs him to come out there. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Joshua Palmer, 30 percent rostered. Uh, in Yahoo formats, I had him. Uh, he, he's someone interesting for me because uh, I, I had him down at four because one, the chance of Keenan Allen coming back, and two, or for three reasons: one, Keenan Allen may be coming back; two, a guy named Easton Stick, who um, you know, 
say you know say what you want about that uh, disaster on Thursday night. Yeah. Easton Stick had some moderately productive fantasy value at, at one point, but it was all. You it know, all came in garbage. Down, it, it was all in yeah. garbage, and I'm pretty sure the Palmer touchdown was on a on a busted coverage. Completely too. busted. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Only four so. targets, five targets in that game. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it changes. I I have to imagine there's going to be a significant dead cap bounce now that Brandon Staley is gone. But what does that mean? The Chargers only lose by 20 this time instead of 45 to the mm-hmm. the Raiders. I don't I don't know how to quantify that. I just think Palmer is going to be in there. That defense, no matter who is coaching is going to be bad, and I think they have to pass a lot. So mm-hmm. the, the stats to Keenan Allen does make a big difference in Absolutely. Josh Palmer on my list. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, the only reason I didn't have him up a little bit higher because I presume Keenan Allen will play, and he'll get the 18 targets, and Palmer will get you know the five or six targets again. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. If they can take away Alex Erickson's uh, 15 combined targets over the past two weeks, that would be great. And if that is Palmer <laughs> or Quentin Johnston, uh, good choice. We'll see. A lot of, lot of bad decisions overall in that coaching staff, and with Staley gone, maybe things uh, look a little bit different. Your boy at number two is my boy, Dontavian Wicks, who I've been campaigning for mm-hmm. all year. Finally had a great showing, thankfully, for my stake league team, which was forced to play Dontavian Wicks because I had Tyree Kill out. I was very happy with the outcome. Not so happy with the fact that Wicks could have a prominent role this week because Jaden Reed appeared to have suffered a toe injury towards the latter stages of that disappointing loss. Thank you, Joe mm-hmm. Barry, uh, against the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. So I had Wicks uh, high on the list, and this probably shouldn't really factor in my rankings, but one, he's only 4% rostered, right? Um, he has the biggest chance of being out there when you need to go find someone and maybe even start someone. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's injuries. I don't expect Christian Watson to come back from a hands, handspring, or hand, I want to say handspring. I mean, if he does like do a, a handspring, then he probably yeah, yeah. is going to be healthy. I would assume yeah, he won't Yeah, that. That, that's the, the hamstring test for the hamstring injury anyway I, I just got it uh yeah there, yeah that would be you know i wouldn't put it past the packers training staff to put roll something that's like actually that out, probably you know? why they can't yeah. get these guys through because they are putting them in handspring uh jumps. yeah but anyway i don't expect watson to play we'll see about Jaden reed you know he left that game late he has a toe injury uh we'll he's been banged up all season yeah too, exactly he's 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 had a great rookie season despite hardly ever being around 100 so keep that in mind but uh wicks uh looks he looks good he Runs good routes and he manages. He's really good at finding holes in zone coverage and getting separation in general. And he's good at readjusting to balls that Jordan Love throws behind him. Um, that's another skill that that I know. I was at that game on Sunday. Um, Oof, sorry, first home loss this year. Second time I've seen the Packers lose in person this year. If you count Vegas, so two and two record on the year. But I'll, but I'll, but I'll take that in a, in a rebuilding year in general. Um, but anyway, yeah, no Wicks. It's a it's a matter of skill that I'm seeing past the eye test. It's a matter of we believe in Jordan Love at this point. You know, despite the other challenges that this team is facing, I don't. I do not see Jordan Love being the problem, even though he's had some inaccurate throws over the last couple of weeks. But it's opportunity for Wicks, and I, I'm seen enough of the skill uh to believe that he can be a fantasy contributor and a flex play if you really need one yeah absolutely especially in deeper leagues mm-hmm. uh like i, I mean how many people stuff. lost um olave and tyree kill super late i i, I uh i faced there the was guy, a lot of those players yep i faced the guy who benched addison on saturday yeah, um me? because he because he figured both hill or olave or at least one of them would play and guess mm-hmm. what neither played and he ends up starting jsn who had an okay game but uh Addison starting would have beaten me, you know, so, you know, we're seeing these types of situations here. So yeah, Wicks is someone that, uh, I mean, there, there are players that are out for the season, even this week, right? I mean, there are quarterbacks that you can cut bait with your second quarterback for the most part. Um, you know, Keaton Mitchell guy, you know, sad to see him tear his ACL. There are guys that can, uh, that can be pretty confidently dropped. Kyle Pitts is one of them, especially if you don't plan to start him this week. There are plenty of drops out there that you can go ahead and make your roster better by adding a guy like Wicks. 
Yeah, again, from our top five list perspective, you had Tyler Boyd, number one. He makes my list at three. Uh, I had Darren Waller at number one, but likely not available. He was already rostered in 63% of leagues. We're at the point of the season where you need to check, and, and for me, he is the top guy if he is available. Josh Palmer also among both our top five lists, mm-hmm. depending on the stats of Keenan Allen. You have Noah Brown list number three, and I had him completely off my list in large part because I wanted to get this other guy on my list, but – It's been so frustrating as somebody who has rostered and started Noah Brown in a few critical leagues. I have no idea what you're getting week to week and that CJ Stroud didn't play last week. You can bet I didn't play Noah Brown, even though Nico Collins was out. That did cost me in that league. It's a frustrating thing. I am certainly motivated by uh, scorned plays of Noah Brown, but he did have a good week this week. And we have no idea what Nico Collins is going to look like entering what Saturday or Sunday. I think it's, I think it's a Sunday game, but I, yeah. I, I so, don't remember um, the Texans schedule. So Nico Collins, I guess, you know, in reading his inactive note, I guess he was out there working out on the field. It was close. Yeah. You know, so he wasn't far off. So I expect Nico Collins to play. And so that'll, that, that takes him down a little bit, but also I expect CJ Stroud to be back, which takes him up uh, quite a bit here in my eyes here. And, um, Against the Titans this week, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe it is the Titans this Horrible week. Horrible pass defense. Actually, no, it's against the Browns this week. It was against the ah, Titans last week. I was going to Titans last so week. So that was yeah, – I actually had Noah Brown up higher on the list until I saw that he was playing the Browns. At least it's at home. I mean, and I believe the Browns have at least one injury in the secondary, I want to say. Yeah, Denzel um, Ward came back, and I think Greg Newsom's been banged up at times. I, there might be a safety, but yep. that also changes, uh, it feels like, day-to-day. Like, mm-hmm. we had a few of those key secondary players – for a number of teams, just become inactive or active Saturday or Sunday. It was a t- it's been a tumultuous seven day stretch, I think, with major injuries to a lot of key spots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, um, you know, I, even though it's a tough matchup, Nico Collins coming back. Um, you know, I've got a tough Nico Collins, Zay Flowers, Drake London carousel that I'm going to have to make a decision on out of one of those three in the uh, in the playoffs here. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Noah Brown coming back, obviously elite usage. Guys like Xavier Hutchinson and Robert Woods are distant wide receiver twos and threes this past week. Dalton Schultz was essentially wide receiver two with the amount of snaps and the routes run that he had. So, yes, Brown will see a little more competition for targets, but uh, also the targets are going to be far more valuable than they were this past week, um, you know, with C.J. Stroud at the helm there. So I think – and Noah Brown isn't the – focal point number one of the defense either so I think another eight for 82 stat line is very much within reach even against this Cleveland team that I hope stays hot I hope Flacco and my boy Njoku those sure, guys stay yeah. hot my mm-hmm. Njoku shares have finally started to catch fire and it's uh it's riding it's carrying me in these playoffs I'll tell you that uh, so we we had mentioned a bunch of these receivers let's just say hypothetically in shallower leagues Jarek McKinnon uh Clyde Edwards-Solaire Ty Chandler and not just those three, not not Samir White per se, but those three from last week, they're all available. Would they rank higher than even the Darren Wallers and Tyler Boyds this week for you? Um, so Ty Chandler is fifty three percent, so I kind of left him out by design. Um, and then you know, again, the Alexander Madison, Madison likely, likely not playing with the high likely not playing. We think it's that a sounds like a sprain. real high ankle sprain. Okay, yeah. yeah. In that case, um, then Tyler Boyd would probably jump into my top five over my current number five pick, Chase Brown. Um, and the Chiefs, guys, I thought about that. I wrote a little bit about them in our outline for when we get to the running backs next up here. Um, but I actually left the Chiefs guy. Actually, my first first view of the thing, I had Clyde Edwards-Alaire number one, and then it looks like Isaiah Pacheco is going to play. It looked, uh, yeah, and they seem and pretty confident in that. Yep. Yep. And uh, that pretty much nukes the value of Edwards-Alaire and McKinnon. I think both Edwards-Alaire and McKinnon are startable and quality flex plays as long as Pacheco up. But when Pacheco's back, the whole thing just becomes a mess 
once again here. So I put neither of them on my list. You know, it's all or nothing. Uh, Pacheco could always suffer a setback, but I think they, I think Andy Reid pretty much said Pacheco's going to go barring a setback, which of yeah. course the qualifier you can use with every situation. But <laughs> so anyway, I took the Chiefs backs off my list. I kept Ty Chandler off my list because of the fifty-three percent threshold, and I left Chase Brown on here. 20%. Um, you know, there's some good numbers with Chase Brown. Let me see if I got it here. Uh, again, only 20% rostered, again, per Jerry's fabulous box score breakdown. He only saw 17% of snaps. So on the surface, that is concerning. But when he's in the game, he gets the ball. He actually saw 40% of the running back opportunities, got the ball on uh, 10 of 12 times that he was in the game, 10 of the 12 snaps he was in mm-hmm. the game. When he comes in, they throw a screen pass, and I, whether teams get wise to it or not, it's effective. So there's small standalone value for Chase Brown, but he's also quite possibly the number one handcuff in all of fantasy, um, you know, kind of heading into this weekend. Well, yeah, and that's why I asked the Ty Chandler question, because to me, if he is available in your leagues, again, I would assume shallower formats, he is a pickup and play against the line. Somebody in the chat was asking, does Nick Mullins become a top five quarterback, not streamer, but top five quarterback this week because he's going against the lines, they're likely throwing the ball a lot. My answer was no. I mean, like, if if Nick Mullins is throwing 70 times, the Vikings <laughs> have lost by 40 points. And I don't think they want to. You don't want to expose your third-string mm-hmm. backup quarterback in that extent. But Ty Chandler looked really good, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Vikings could be competitive in this game. He is a good runner and a good pass catcher and is yep. going to get the majority of the workload. I, and, and I'll take the L on that. I, uh, you know, Even though I had him as my number one pickup, I said that there's just a good a chance he goes out there and gets yep. five fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he proved me wrong. I took the L. I've never seen him come out and play like he did on Saturday before, and he looked like a hell of a football player. And yeah, both a, of us came out right back. I, I yep. thought Ty Chandler wasn't very good, and I, my mind is completely changed. Again, I say I'm a disciple of Mario Puig and John McKechnie, who know all these college guys more intimately than we do. They were pretty out on them, uh, and I think rightfully so, right, uh, right they were out on Ty Chandler. I, I think I'm in on Ty Chandler. The way he was playing, the way he was mm-hmm. running, uh, that was a hard ball carrier, but also a guy that was shifty. He, he's an immediate play in my lineup if you have him uh, and are looking at a flex spot. Mm-hmm. So Ty Chandler would be a top of my list if he was available. Again, Darren yeah, Waller, yeah. Josh it's a, Palmer. It's a tough one with Ty. If you need a flex, then, yeah, you go out and get him. But if you're confident in your flex already, um, I could see making a case for checking on someone like Chase Brown's availability just because of the ultimate ceiling if the right circumstances fall into play. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. The other guy, uh, at least on my list, I want to bring him up because he was a little bit buried in the news, was Justice Hill. Keaton Mitchell, of course, now done for the season. Another tough injury for the Ravens' backfield. Gus Edwards is the guy that's getting a lot of the ball carry opportunities, but they need somebody to be a bit of a pass catcher, an explosive runner. I don't know if I would qualify Justice Hill as an explosive runner, but there were even times earlier this season that we saw him get more involved than Keaton Mitchell. It was like the like the, the C-minus version of the Devon Achan thing with the Dolphins, the playing time usage they had for Mitchell. I think Justice Hill just kind of gobbles up all those opportunities, and whereas it was – 30, 15, 35 split between Edwards, Hill, and Mitchell. It might be more like a 45, 55 split in favor of Justice yeah. Hill. That's, that's yeah. why Last week it was it. 39% Edwards, 36% Mitchell, 26% Hill, and uh, he had five carries. Now, granted, it would have been more Edwards-Mitchell heavy if Mitchell didn't go down. Um, but, yes, you're, you're right. I, I agree with you that there's some standalone value in Justice Hill. He just missed my list. But, again, um, you know, I, 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 it's a very close list this week, and Hill was definitely a guy I wanted to talk about. Okay, cool. Again, just for everyone that's jumping in here, our top five list, you have Tyler Boyd, number one. I had Darren Waller. Likely are both possibly not available. Uh, Ty Chandler also makes that list if he is available. Guys that are probably more in the range, Dontavian Wicks, 
with the stats of Jaden Reed up in the air. Noah Brown, we'll see what Nico Collins does for the Texans. And Josh Palmer, in relation to Keenan Allen, I also listed Justice Hill among my top five list too. They're all, like you said at the beginning, more or less in that same spot, but certainly ones you could consider and possibly play this week. All right, before we dive into the running back section first, let's get a word from our sponsors, Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, so we're talking running backs, and last week was a pretty heavy one with Ty Chandler and Zamir White. Uh, you had the Chiefs running backs as well, too. Not so much this week. You had Chase Brown among your top five list. Totally makes sense if you are looking for a possible plug-and-play starter. If you really, really need to, uh, same goes for Ty Chandler. I think Jarek McKinnon and Edward Solaire also on that list. This, depending on the status of Pacheco, it sounds like he might play, so both those guys fall off. I had mentioned Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. I want to dive into Trey Sermon because I had played Zach Moss in the Vegas league this week, and he got 12 points in the first quarter and a half. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yep, awesome. I was ready to roll. And then, Denver is dead last against uh, running backs, right. fantasy running backs, and just about any way you cut it. They're also dead last against tight ends. It's a weird it's a weird combo here with, with the Broncos this week. But I actually I started Zach Moss in my super flex spot in a super flex league over Will Levis, over Derek Carr, over – you know, a slew of duds that are out there on the wire. And I was I was starting to get very happy with that decision. Then, of course, Yeah, again, a quarter and a half, 12 and a half points. And then uh, I don't know if it was his forearm that he injured. Of course, he missed time to begin the season with that forearm injury. Whatever the case, then it was Trey Sermon. And then our boy, Tyler Goodson, our boy, because he was a former Packer. Both those guys looked excellent. I knew that name sounded familiar. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I You I like, you definitely knew it while Tyler you were watching Goodson? that game. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's Tyler Goodson of the Packers. Um I don't know what to make of it. I mean, Trey Sermon looked looked at the part. I thought Tyler Goodson looked pretty good too. 
but they aren't going against the Broncos defense, which you mentioned is dead last against mm-hmm. running backs. And there's the possibility Jonathan Taylor might be able to make his return. And with the Colts pushing for a playoff spot, you can bet they're going to rush back Jonathan Taylor and or Zach Moss. So I don't know if I'm considering any of those guys unless we get more word on the status of JT and Zach Moss. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right on that. Um, they didn't, If you know, if I knew that JT and Zach Moss are out, Trey Sermon probably would have made my top five, mm-hmm. even though he's, uh, you know, even though he is, um, <laughs> he's Trey Sermon, right? <laughs> he was, right. you know, pretty much a consensus bust after the 49ers. I know a lot of you out there in the same club that uh, drafted him pretty early his rookie year, thinking he was going to take off and ended up being a Raheem Mostert year there, of course. But uh, so, yeah, I put a section on here. But the thing is, is remember, they played Saturday. So Moss has an extra day to recover from sure. the injury. It's the same situation kind of with Michael Pittman. I put one of his replacements in a long shot, but uh, he actually could get out of concussion protocol, Pittman, even though vicious hit, brutal hit. Um, he could actually get out of concussion protocol just because there's one extra day, and that makes all the difference here. So we'll see how that goes. Pittman's another one in Dynasty League. I need to uh, – I need to I – need, I need in order to uh, – to uh, find a matchup with the lean, mean Chris Benzine in the, in the title game there. So uh, shout out to Zine there. Um, but anyway, yeah, not to get too far off track. Sermon is the guy. It was, um, let's see, what do I have here? 63% of second half snaps uh, for Sermon. Um, finished with 17 carries for 88 yards. So that's a decent uh, stat line. Again, remember, it's the Broncos. They're yep. somehow worse than Joe Barry's defense in um, in, in defending the run. Give Joe now. Barry time. Don't worry. He's got 35 carries from Chuba Hubbard coming up this mm-hmm. week. That might change. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. my God, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I know. It, I, it's going to happen. <laughs> Be prepared. Chuba Hubbard. I, was, uh, yards I walked out of Lambeau on Sunday thinking to myself, if there's any bright spot, At they fired Joe Barry now, right? And still has not happened. So anyway, yeah, that's that's a new thing. But yes, Trey Sermon is there. I have little to no interest in Tyler Goodson. Um, you know, super long shot option if a million things fall. You know, fall there. And but Trey Sermon zero percent rostered. So you know, if you have Moss and we're planning on starting him uh, in a deeper league, you can probably go ahead and pick up Sermon just in case. But again, it sounds like Moss is going to play. Then there's uh, Zamir White, who, again, I was recommending as one of my top pickups last week. And there was a whole lot of concern about Amir Abdullah. Well, that didn't really end up happening. They had multiple guys get rushing touchdowns. The the ball was spread around early and often in that blowout win. Different scenario this week with the Chiefs defense on tap. And we'll see Mm -hmm. what happens with the stats of Josh Jacobs. I don't think the Raiders are technically out of playoff contention, but they they more or less are. I had made the, the point last week, see what you have in Zamir White. I will still make the same point, see what you have in Zemir White. But we need to know if Josh Jacobs is able to play because that obviously is the, the difference. Yeah, maker. yeah. There's, I mean, Zemir White was 0% rostered, uh, you know, before Josh Jacobs got hurt because he dominated the carries there. And he's still only 16% rostered because he didn't um, – really break onto the scene here, become relevant until the playoffs started. So you got to remember there's a lot of leagues that, you know, just haven't done pickups anymore for right. with uh, 75% of the teams being out at this point here. And, and yeah, and more at this point. But uh, Zemir White is interesting. If you picked him up uh, as a Jacobs insurance policy, obviously you still hold him. Um, I picked him up as my A.J. Dillon insurance policy. Unfortunately, mm. I was I, I fell out of the playoffs in that league. That was the Invitational, uh, the one that I got, that I got the boot from. But, um, yeah, Zemir White still makes a list, still makes a mention. Um, again, it's not going to be as easy as the Chargers, but uh, you know there's still usage there. We had mentioned Chris Rodriguez on a number of occasions with the commander's backfield, even when they had the bye two weeks ago, and said, hey, just monitor this, see what happens with Brian Robinson. I have no idea what the status will be for Robinson this week. That Jacoby Brissett 
He's your quarterback, possibly for the. I think the next they said today that Howell's going to be the starter. So they just I need to like, punish with that, him. For but they don't want to. Okay. Yeah, they don't want to completely wreck the the rookie's confidence because obviously I think he is their, or not the rookie, right? Well, yeah, I mean he's a second year starter, second but if you're star, benching yeah. him for Jacoby Brissett in a game that doesn't mm-hmm. matter anyway, is he going to be your starter long term? But that's Ron Rivera is dumb. I mean, we've seen Ron Rivera do dumb things now for a number of years, and mm-hmm. this season has been. Right on par. So it, that they, if, yeah. they benched him for Brissett doesn't If you have McLaurin shares, you are hoping, praying, screaming that somehow they change their mind and start Jacoby <laughs> Brissett. Because, of course, Brissett threw the touchdown to McLaurin. And uh, there was another one where McLaurin was stopped at the one, right? So it, it could have been an even bigger day. Um, you know, fortunately, in that particular league, I was starting both McLaurin and Samuel. And Samuel got the that the rushing touchdown, touchdown right. you know, after that. So, um but anyway, good old commander's offensive stack. Certainly yeah, yeah, profitable yeah. one, as you Hey, imagine. man, I am in the semifinals of our 14-team <laughs> dynasty league. So, you know, so, something went okay there. But, yeah, Chris Rodriguez, not exciting. Ten carries for 35 yards. Um, again, it all depends a little bit on the status of Brian Robinson. Maybe game flow a little bit here. So, you don't love him, but uh, there's a decent chance I play him in stake league if uh, Robinson is still out because it's him or Tyler Algier at this point for me. Uh, or I hope Ramondre's comes back. So, Again, I don't know. That's a little bit too into it with uh, you know my personal stuff, but uh, yeah, we threw Rodriguez in there even after a brief mention last week. I also I know you skipped over it, but like I don't want to talk, talk about the you bears. don't talk about the Bears. No, yeah. I don't. There, nobody right now listening in Dynasty in loser leave town leagues in any, nobody is trying to figure out this Bears backfield. Fair enough. You can just roll the dice and say, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm good. I, I don't need to figure out anything else because. The Bears have no idea on a on a day to day basis yes. who is their running back. I don't care. I that's a good point. How can we know to tell you when the Bears don't even know? And, no clue. Uh, yep. And granted, they faced the powerhouse defense in Cleveland, right? So Foreman got shut down real quick. Ended up being a Roshan Johnson game, but nothing too exciting there. So I'm not saying go out and pick up Roshan Johnson at 21 percent rostered, even though he got 51 percent of the snaps and 11 of 24 running back opportunities, um, because that probably is all going to change this week. So. Um, yeah, just to recap here, we hit Rodriguez, Johnson a little bit, Zamir, Trey Sermon, Justice Hill, who you had in, in the top. I did want a quick backtrack to the Chiefs, just saying that if, for whatever reason, Isaiah Pacheco does suffer a setback in play, there's a lot of days between now and then. I actually think my preference is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. For mm. the longest time, it was McKinnon because of his history of late-season playoff winning efforts here and the fact that he's caught a receiving touchdown in back-to-back weeks but uh Edwards Allaire was the one I would have ranked higher on the list had I not seen the Pacheco news because he had 61 percent of snaps and 17 of 24 RB opportunities McKinnon of course they like to use him as a pass catcher in the red zone but 13 carries for Edwards Allaire compared to four for McKinnon uh of course both of them caught receiving touchdowns uh you know on Sunday against the Patriots so I just wanted to make that note about those guys in case something happens with Pacheco because those guys shoot right up my list Hey, if you're a 49ers fan, listen up to this. Get ready for the big game parties at Circle Resort and Casino. I say that because the Niners are clearly the best team and will never uh, never lose again uh, the way things are happening right now in the <laughs> NFC. And Niners fans can celebrate Super Sunday in Las Vegas this year because, you know, of course, they are actually going to get there. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. You get the massive screen, the booming game sound, and, of course, the view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Staying the best seat in the sun with daybeds poolside boxes, cabanas, and more, or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports, for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 
million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bars, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences. February 11th, the big game viewing parties only for Niner fans because that's the only good team in the NFL at Circa Resort and Casino Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. I'm not bitter, Jake, I promise. Uh, and I'm also not bitter, but odds are, are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach? Begin with a two-week free trial at oddsr.com, where cutting-edge AI technology sharpens your edge in the betting game. Benefit from our proven two-year track record boasting a 60% accuracy rate and an impressive 10% uh, ROI. The odds are AI meticulously shifts through extensive data to reveal high green value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions. And it's not just about the numbers. The Odds Are app is exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to be a betting smarter and more successful uh, better by visiting iOS or the Google Play Store. You can download the Odds Are, so it's O-D-D-S-O-D-D-S-R app, and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to a more strategic betting experience starts with the two-week free, two free trial. Download today where smart strategy triumphs over luck. I wish that were the case in fantasy, but I'm glad Odds Are is looking out for the betters out there. Uh, looking out for you guys, the listeners of the fantasy experience here, we are trying to find the top wave wire pickups at wide receiver. And we had mentioned last week, Zay Jones, Odell Beckham, not really great. Curtis Samuel continues to be a touchdown hog here for the commander's offense. And I think, again, we had mentioned Dontavian Wicks is the top guy. If Jaden Reed misses time with that toe injury, we'll see what his stats is. Or Tyler Boyd and Noah Brown, who are both benefiting with yeah. the, the lights of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins possibly not playing. And also Zay Jones, who was a top five option last week for us, I think came up with a hamstring injury. There was there's a mm. there's an injury late in that game here. So uh, you know, maybe we'll push some of those other guys up. But I know we had a question a while back about Zay Jones, so he's probably out of that uh, mix, not being one hundred percent. But yeah, you uh, you know you you let uh, you set the table here perfectly. You know, our our top four of my top five and three of your top five pickups were wide receivers this week it is a yep. wide receiver flex week uh with guys out there and of course Dontavian Wicks if you missed this at the beginning of the show only four percent rostered he had a big game six of seven targets 97 yards and just the Packers receiving core banged up in general Christian Watson still has the hamstring Jaden Reed suffered a toe injury late and has been banged up often on this season and so you know Wicks, the Panthers are scoring 30 points come Sunday so that you're gonna have exactly. to have yep. We're gonna pass have to the ball and move it yep yep Keep up against the the worst number one quarterback in a decade. And I've a half, actually been yeah. I've been riding Chuba Hubbard as a flex in a sixteen teamer, and it's actually yeah, been successful ever since uh, they canned the coach. Hubbard has been the definitive back over Miles Sanders, and um, it's been well. Oh, Miles Sanders will look good too against Joe Barry. Don't I mean, yeah, both, they'll find both a way to make great. them both look good. I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's the uh, easy and obvious DFS play. Again, not a bitter Packers fan whatsoever. So besides those obvious options, you've got Jamison Williams, you have Rashid Shahid who might benefit with uh, Chris Olave still banged up. Traylon Burks, honestly, Jake, all three of these options, it's yep. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to look at any of them. Once again, if you can't get Wicks at 4%, you mentioned the obvious options. I'm just going to reiterate them in case you're tuning in late. Tyler Boyd at 49% was my number one pickup with Jamar Chase out. Noah Brown's at 40%, but watch it. Tough matchup. Nico Collins coming back. Josh Palmer, 30%. Um, his production was maybe a little bit fluky this last week, but he was off IR, and you just got to watch for Keenan Allen's status there. So those were all uh, top five pickups on my list here. And then after that, I threw on Jamison Williams, uh, who was only 22% raw. 
rostered. Um, both in terms of snaps and uh, route rate, he was wide receiver two to Amon Ross St. Brown. I guess technically wide receiver three because Sam Laporta is arguably wide receiver one on, on this uh, Lions team here. So uh, anyway, impressive. Uh, second in snaps at 69%, route rate 72%. He had seven targets. He had 113 air yards, right? So the way I see it, if this Lions offense is operating, if Jameson Williams is up to speed, they're operating at their top tier. Amonra is the possession receiver, should lead him in targets. Williams is a downfield guy that you can also even use on gadget plays a little bit. And I've been a believer in Jameson Williams all year long. Um, I also have to note on here that Josh Reynolds kind of played through a back injury. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like Jameson Williams is due for a big game, and you could do worse than a long-shot flex. He's one of those guys where... Uh, you know, if your projection is really, really close with your opponent, you you, you stay conservative with someone you, you're confident is going to get you eight points. But if you're a ways back and you need a moonshot, you know your opponent's better than you. I'd be more um, I'd be more interested in throwing Jameson Williams in there and see if my theory on him about getting close to having a big game uh, comes to fruition. I just don't know if that scenario happens with Final Four teams left. Like, I, I just it would be really tough for me to say, all right. My best case scenario is hoping Jamison Williams gets me 25 points. Like, I don't, I don't actually subscribe to that. And I'm normally the person that says this is a great time, roll the dice. Yeah. If you've gotten to this point, you likely have players that can do this and have done it more consistently. <laughs> like Noah Brown is a perfect example. What eight catches, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that if Nico Collins is healthy. But if it's CJ Stroud as your quarterback, I know it's the Browns' defense, but I feel better about Noah Brown getting me ten points or scoring a touchdown, whatever else. I yep. I don't enough. know. I don't know if the Lions at, are dropping forty-two yep. points again. You're That's just looking at forty percent rostered to twenty-two percent rostered. So you know. Again, there's a situation for everyone, and, and that's try. That's why I try to get as deep as possible with these picks. Mm. Um, a regular spot on this show all year long has been Rashid Shahid. Um, yes. He's only 47% roster, but I did not put him in my top five because I like these other receivers a little bit better. Um, of course, his production was with Chris Olave, kind of a surprise inactive with an ankle injury. Rashid Shahid was out there for 57% of snaps, which I believe was the highest among wide receivers, and he ran a team-high 53% or a team high 23 routes again taking all these stats from jerry's incredible box score breakdown here really helps you get a, a picture of the usage here no other saints receiver had a route run rate of over 50 percent so even if Olave returns shahid is wide receiver too if he doesn't for whatever reason shahid probably ramps up his time on the field and his usage even more this week they're getting healthy little by little Taysom hill was back but he didn't have a super prominent role um, they're spreading the ball around the running backs a little bit more. But Shahid is, um, I mean, you know, in Dynasty, if I end up getting frozen out of Pittman and, and Keenan Allen, I'm starting Shahid. Yeah, well, I, I think you should. Also, going against the Rams this week, mm-hmm. whether Olave plays or not, I think there's got to be two receivers for the Saints that are going to be effective if they are to pull off the upset win and kind of continue on uh, with the NFC South divisional win. I, I, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But I think Shahid is a totally fine call if you're going that direction. Um, you also have Traylon Burks down there. I yep. understand that with DeAndre Hopkins. I actually kind of wanted to combo it with the receivers that were injured. So in the case of Michael Pittman, we saw mm-hmm. DJ Montgomery blow that one touchdown catch but make up for it later on the win. Then there's Cedric Wilson now two consecutive weeks that Hill's missed time. He's been the biggest beneficiary. And we have no idea what's going to happen with these Jags receivers now that Zay Jones also injured mm-hmm. uh, as well too. So Parker Washington – DJ Montgomery, Cedric Wilson, of those three, is there one in deeper leagues that you would feel more confident starting over the other? I I wrote DJ Montgomery just as a mention, but I think Pittman's going to clear protocol. We'll see. Hmm. Um, 
if Demarcus Robinson is also directly related to Tutu Atwell, who missed the game with a concussion. If Atwell's back, he kind of shares the wide receiver role with Demarcus Robinson, so that bumps him down the list. So a lot of these are, uh, you know, <laughs> Cedric Wilson gets no love for me if Tyreek Hill's back, and it seems right. like he's yeah. getting close. So, that, you know, th- those were guys on there that I put on the list that are situational Names I just wanted to get out there for the listeners, just in case they're... And Dontavian Wicks is like a perfect example as well, too, if you are looking for a fill-in. Wicks widely available, whereas those other guys, you have to hope for things to occur. It sounds like Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, their stats a bit more murky than anybody else. And and I will throw uh, just a quick backtrack to Burks. I think he's got at least two more years of being on my best ball late-round target list because (laughs) I have always believed in his ability, and I've seen flashes with his hands and his route routing, he's just been uh, ravaged by injuries his entire first two NFL seasons. You know, it just hasn't been, it hasn't worked out for him. And, uh, of course, has had to deal with a lot of really poor quarterback plays. So if even one of those things turns around, I do like, uh, I still am okay on, on his long-term outlook, but um, it's, it'd, be a, it'd be a tall ass to start him this week. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Uh Real quick here, before we dive into the tight ends, we talked about Darren Waller, if he was available, but also Tucker Craft and where, where he ranks among this group. Let's get a word from our sponsor, Splash Sports. Rotoware is a proud po- uh, partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 fantasy football season. I know it's closing soon, but Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences from daily to seasonal contests. Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sports books, Splash Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. RotoWire will be running a weekly DFS tier contest on Splash Sports all season long. Can you beat the RotoWire experts? Well, visit rotowire.com slash splash and enter today. I had said the tight ends. We'll get to them in a second as well, too. The streaming quarterback section is, is a little bit murky, whereas I thought Joe Flacco and Jake Browning were both great options. And actually, Jake, both of them did outscore Tua and Kyler, who are my biggest recommendations. Mm-hmm. It looks a little bit less obvious for those candidates. So I'll run yep. down the you, list. You got on me last week for uh, saying I wanted to start Browning over Dak. I wish I did. Thankfully, I still made it through. But uh, I don't think we're going to see too many Dak duds anymore. Um, there are only a no, couple. Op- we don't need to run down the whole list. I wrote them yeah. all out. But it's pretty much the same as the last couple weeks. I would still look at Browning, uh, even though he's got a tougher matchup at Pittsburgh. Um, Derek Carr has a pretty good matchup at the Rams. But I have been – I actually – here's one. In a 12-team Superflex league, I mentioned starting Zach Moss over Derek Carr last week. I actually cut Derek Carr because I want to goat somebody I'm playing into picking him up and superflexing him, so I can finally benefit from Derek Carr by having some by going against him in an important playoff matchup here. So I throw that one out. I still like Browning. I'm okay with Gardner Minshew at Atlanta. Um, I'm okay with Joe, Joe Flacco at Houston. Uh, you know, those, those are all uh, you know fine options for me. That's good. Yeah, and I I, I agree with the, the streaming options overall. It's just a little bit less. And there, thankfully, can't be any more injuries. For me, it's Bryce Young. And I, I'm not saying that as a bitter fan, I promise. <laughs> but Bryce Young will have a career game. You can take it to the bank. Joe Barry wants you to walk there. So does Matt LaFleur. wants you to have as much money as possible. Bryce Young will throw for over 150 yards because it's Joe Barry's defense, the Packers' yes. defense. And, and for the record, Barry's lost that locker room. Jared oh, yeah. Alexander should be back by now, but he is just not playing and... 
it doesn't seem like he wants to go out and play for Barry if he is not even if not not one hundred percent perfect perfect health here. So that's one symptom. Um, there was LaFleur. somebody's asking would they play Baker Mayfield? That, that I mean I understand that. I will play Jake Latarski throwing the ball to any other NFL receivers against Joe Barry's defense. I will play myself <laughs> throwing the ball all five eight of me throwing the ball. That's how bad Joe Barry is at calling yep. professional football game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, all it is. He's lost the locker room. It's only getting worse. You know, Devondre, Devondre Campbell had some comments that seemed awfully familiar of uh, echoing, which I hear Alexander was like saying. He's not going to play. He's yeah, like hurt. he's, he's well, because yeah. yeah, I think there, there's a whole. You know, we can go into the Packer drama too much, but uh, you know, Lafleur talked about the gap in communication. Who's the linebacker that has to make the defensive calls once they're relayed from Barry? It's Campbell. You know, so maybe he took that as a little bit of a shot. Um, yeah, there's a, it, it's a mess, man. I, I really. Um, I, I could actually see streaming Bryce Young uh, this week because, hey, you know, it's they've got some guys. Adam Thielen has, instead of Flacco, I'd yeah, actually, I'd actually take Flacco them. first. I would uh, play Flacco. You know, at Houston, he's indoors. He's been hot. Uh, the receiving weapons are, are healthy. Possibly uh, no Flacco. Will Anderson stud pass rusher for the Texans, too. Exactly. So I, I actually would rank Flacco over Bryce Young, but I could see – I could see Young having having a game because, uh, but but then again, you know the Packers always surprise me. Right, right when we're ready to throw in the towel, something uh, happens here, and they do have. If they win out, I think they still have a ninety five percent chance to make the playoffs. If they win out, yeah, um, the Seahawks win last night didn't help. But um, the other one was Nick Mullins, who the chat brought up as well too earlier, and they had said possibly erroneously that Nick Mullins would be a top five play. I understand the idea. The Lions' defense is bad. It's not Joe Barry bad. This was the first time that a non-quarterback in the 75-year history of Lambeau Field and Packers put together a perfect mm-hmm. passer rating. And it was Baker Mayfield who was yeah. on his third team in the past three years. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's Baker Mayfield that's fantastic. It's yeah. the Joe Barry defense. So I do think Bryce Young is a better mm-hmm. play than Nick Mullins. Like I have more yeah. confidence that Joe Barry is incapable at his job than I have of the Lions being able to figure out Nick Mullins. Yeah. And I will say, uh, because of the Baker Mayfield questions, I didn't include him on the streaming list because he's over fifty percent. Yeah, he he's he's interesting. He's fine, especially if they've got something going with Chris Godwin. But once again, you're not going to see that softer coverage uh, the rest of the season here. And Nick Mullins, I, uh, I I don't love it. I mean, I watched pretty much that entire game on on Saturday, and there was just as much bad as there was good. Yes, his receivers were able to make some plays for him. He's got great pass catching weapons, but some of those picks he threw were dreadful here. I am not I necessarily the, the, the catches that Addison made in particular were like one of those no 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 oh yes good throw type of deals like there was a lot yep. more of that than you see in the box. There could have been a half a step wrong the other way and these plays and then that that's that line could have looked a lot worse. So I know there was some Nick Mullins enthusiasm in the chat mm-hmm. earlier in the show. Um, I I don't share that and um, and. Just just for perspective, I could go get him in my two-quarterback league, but I feel more comfortable starting Drake London, Nico Collins, or Zay Flowers in that super flex spot. Right. I'm, I'm with you. Do we need to have the two-QB conversation? Like, it, I feel like Nick Mullins is widely available. Uh, you could probably pick up Bryce Young anywhere. These guys would be pretty easy streaming candidates, not even so much like the likes of yeah. the, the the Zach Wilsons or Trevor Simeons of the world, right? I can hit it in 30 seconds here. Okay, fine. All right, Trevor Lawrence in concussion <laughs> protocol. C.J. Beathard, the backup. Mason Rudolph will start week 16 over uh, Mitch Trubisky. He replaced him in the fourth quarter Saturday. Trubisky is trash. We all know that. Again, Nick Mullins will start again week 16 against the Lions. We just touched on him. Will Levis suffered a sprained ankle, uh, which was apparently described as similar 
similar to Ryan Tannehill's last year. Uh, Tannehill oh. still on the roster, remember? Um, sure. So yeah. he could get that look because I don't think they um, will go with Malik Willis here. Tannehill gives him a better chance to win. And there's still some stakes, I believe, for Tennessee. So interesting there. Maybe that even helps Hopkins. I think the Titans bit. are out of playoff contention. But it doesn't it, – mm-hmm. like I if just, you're Ryan Tannehill, yeah. you're playing for your job next year where all exactly. these quarterbacks, and even as a, as a quality backup one, you could, you could sign a Taylor Heineke – two-year, $16 million mm-hmm. deal if you do well the final three weeks of the season. Absolutely. Um, everyone's favorite team, the Jets. Zach Wilson had a, qu- a second-quarter concussion or whatever the heck they're calling that. I don't know. Again, some weird Dehydration circumstances. Dehydration I saw as well, too. Yeah, I, I, I've seen this called a lot of things. Like, who knows what's going on with the Jets? He gave way to Trevor Simeon. Neither of them scored any points. I would I would pick up. Remember I said I didn't have any interest in Tyler Goodson uh, earlier yeah, in the show? Right. I'd start him in a super flex before either of these Jets QBs. So. Um, that's and we also we have there. the clock on Aaron Rodgers. We are going to find out in the next 24 hours whether he will or will not play. The Jets have until Wednesday to activate him off the injured reserve practice list. If he is not, he is done for the season no matter what Rodgers has to say. All intents and purposes, that's a stupid idea. Why would you activate him and risk you know the guy that you owe all this money? He's your entire season next year. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't get it. But again, the only thing that makes me think they might is it's the Jets. right? It, and, it's, and I want to yep. be clear because we won't be able to have this conversation <laughs> If Rodgers is activated, he will start. There's no reason not to. He will start. So the question becomes, does he does he become a pickup? No. I, I, I'm only picking up Rodgers if I think, A, my opponent will play him, or if I think I will play him. I will not play Aaron Rodgers at all this season. I don't care if he lights it up for 303 touchdowns. Great. Somebody else can roll that dice because I think just as easily his Achilles can blow out again mm-hmm. behind that offensive line. So there's no point or world where I am picking up Aaron Rodgers if he gets activated tomorrow. I just want to be clear with that statement right now. The words offensive line actually just sparked something in my head that I want to go back to real quick before we move on from quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, I mentioned liking him. Um, I might actually change course on that because I forgot that I think two more of his offensive linemen got hurt. I think they're down to one healthy offensive lineman in Cleveland that started the season. That's right, yeah. So, um, they're no, they're super banged up, so you don't touch Brown's running backs in just about any circumstance here. But who knows? Uh, quick passes, he could uh, – I don't know. Maybe maybe he does something with that, but uh, I, I would be a little bit worried about that offensive line scenario. That's enough about quarterbacks. We can move on. Uh, no, no, no. Startable- I, I want to I make a, a small note. Uh, one of the bit of feedback I have gotten about the podcast is that I too often say a player should not be in the NFL. Even if I truly believe Tommy DeVito should not be in the NFL, <laughs> I need to be clear that I should not make that statement as much. I am making that statement about you and I playing quarterback against Joe Barry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dead serious. That no matter how bad of a number one overall pick Bryce Young has been, he will be good this week because Joe Barry has no idea what to do and has lost the locker room like you mentioned. I'm looking you right in the eye right now. I'm saying it's I would play Bryce Young in a lot of circumstances because that's how confident I am Joe Barry has no idea what to do. That Matt LaFleur continues to uh, have him as the defense corner tells me Matt LaFleur also has no idea what to do. I was saying that when they kept uh, Slayton around, their special teams coordinator, who cost him against the Niners. Well, this is a bigger bigger deal, mm-hmm. same concept. I understand that I'm uh, too frivolously using the idea that this person shouldn't be in the NFL. See, 
Joe Barry should not. Here's the problem. When you go on a rant like this, we get questions in the chat about people who want to play Jonathan Mingo over McLaurin and Chris <laughs> Olave. No, don't do that. See, when you when you when you go completely off the rails like that, it's these kind of ideas that people get in their heads. So I'm yes. Sorry. Yeah, uh, right. I, I drew that Everything one everything has context here. Everything has context. And um yes, Bryce Young is probably going to have the best game. Uh, of the season here, I just hope Jordan Love can, and, and and the team can score enough. The best points game to keep of this season will be 200 yards and a touchdown. That's how bad Bryce Young has been, and mm-hmm. I feel very confident he'll do that. And I feel very confident Chuba Hubbard will be fine. Yep. No, I would not play Jonathan Mingo and, over yes. Chris Olave. Also, remember Adam Thielen has just been a Packer killer for like his whole career. <laughs> True, I hadn't <laughs> and, even thought about Adam that. Adam Thielen yes. could have the best game of his career too. So yeah, just just throwing that out there. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Maybe again, a little little bitter Packer fandom in us there, but. Um, there's some truth. It's just that. a point of feedback, and I want to be clear with my statement that I don't care how often I have said this person shouldn't be in the NFL. Joe Barry should not be in the NFL at his capacity. Uh, real quick with the tight ends, I had mentioned Darren Waller, who made the top of my waiver wire list. If he's available again, rostered in 63% of leagues, he's not of it, or he's he's available picked up in two of the five playoff leagues. So mm-hmm. that's why I kind of threw it out there. I think Tucker Craft is legitimate. We had talked about the locker room being lost. For the Packers defense, that may be so, but Tucker he Craft has looked, he has looked really good and he runs really hard. I liked Luke Musgrave entering this year. I think I like mm-hmm. both of these guys and Tucker Craft with Musgrave done for the season is easily a streaming tight end candidate if you are in need of one and still have gotten to this point in the season where you need one. Mm-hmm. So just just to mention for both those as well. Absolutely. Only 10% rostered and uh, he was actually close to making my top five too. Um, there were just some guys that, are, of course, were much higher rostered that I had a little bit more faith in the volume here. But uh, caught four of his six targets for 57 yards and a touchdown. A lot of the stuff that we were saying about Wicks, about you know Watson being hurt, Reed being hurt, that applies to Kraft too um, in a sense where uh, there's more targets available. Um, so I believe in the three – what did I write down? In the three weeks since Mus- Musgrave's injury, or maybe four, uh, he's averaging 3.3 catches, 4.5 targets, 43.3 yards, and 0.5 touchdowns. And that is starting. I mean, there's a Pitts question in here. I would I would play consider Kraft over Pitts. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, like Dallas Goddard, I think, is the range where I'm still playing Goddard over Kraft. Oh, yeah. Evan Ingram, Ninjoku, obviously. Ingram definitely, especially with how Ingram last week wasn't so hot, but Ingram was on a tear since Christian Kurt yeah. uh, was out here, you know. And if and if Zay Jones is out, uh, you know, again we'll see what happens if CJ Beathard is the quarterback and if Lawrence doesn't clear concussion protocol. But Ingram has been a has, he's been a beast, you know, for the last few weeks here with more targets to go around. It would be over like the Logan Thomases and Tyler Conklins of the world. I think Tucker Craft is the clear call, but we're talking about tight end twelve. Tucker and, Craft over Kate Otten, I think. Yep, yep. I think at this point for sure. Um, yeah, but like Hawkinson, obviously you're playing all, like all those staples, oh, yeah. and that's my issue is that maybe there's four to six teams left that are listening to this and thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I, well, what do I need? Unless you're in yeah. a deep super flex league, I would imagine Tucker Craft mm-hmm. probably doesn't have a lot of utility. I, I mean, if you if you're in the semifinals right now, there's a good chance you have one of Laporta or Hawkins or McBride or Najoku well. or McBride. Yeah, yeah, right. Those are the guys because yeah, yeah. I think the the Kelsey team playoff percentage hasn't been super successful um, this year. It has been a down year here. I also I know you hate talking about the Patriots, but I think. Um, there is a relevant conversation to be had here. Hunter Henry, 24% rostered. I mentioned him last week, but we went over it pretty quick. He actually went out and had 19 PPR points before getting hurt in the fourth quarter with a knee injury. So definitely you want to watch him. It appears, that, and, and this is even with Demario Douglas and uh, Devontae Parker both back in action for the Patriots. 
Uh, so, you know, you have to keep that in mind. So even with all these bodies healthy, of course, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, you know, not being a factor in the passing game either, maybe it evens out. But even with all these bodies healthy, Hunter Henry was getting work. Um, but if he doesn't play, there's always Mike Jasicki. If you're if you're desperate, if you're in a fishbowl two tight end type situation, he's only 3% rostered. And, um, yes, Jasicki's only had four targets in four games since the bye week, coming off back-to-back zero target weeks before this past week. Um, but they are playing the Broncos, and the Broncos are dead last against tight ends, if I pick that stat up correctly. So uh, whoever is, you know, we've always had to deal with two Pats tight ends. If you only have to deal with one, I could consider there are some there are some situations where I'm going to consider that. Yeah, uh, I will never consider Patriots. We've mentioned that a number of times, but I I get it if you want to go down that direction. I'm going to get the questions teed up. We also have a bit of drama that I was a part of in one of my leagues that I want Jake to weigh in here too. But can you run through the streaming defenses real quick? So. You know, despite the Patriots tight ends I, I was just talking about, I actually had Denver. They're only 48% rostered against Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. Um, I, You know, I had them at the top of my list because I kind of go by uh, the percentages, and that's who uh, Jerry likes as well in his column. I know some columns, Jerry's number two, and I've seen the Panther or the Packers defense show up in a lot of these columns. Um, yeah, I made a there. note specifically to say a lot of people are saying Packers, but like no chance in hell. The Vince McMahon walkout, absolutely no chance. Will I pick up the Packers and stream them against anybody, even if it is the Panthers they and they are on the road turnovers. too. Like that's what you want from a fantasy team. They don't get turnovers. They might get sacks. Gary's probably due for a couple, mm-hmm. but that's only one or two points in a certain format. I, I won't go there either. I won't. Yep. Um, you could look at Indy 46% at Atlanta. Again, road team don't love it. Tampa 37% against Jacksonville. If CJ Beathard plays, then maybe. Um, the Lions 31% at Minnesota. Again, road game and Mullins and the Lions defense just hasn't looked good. The one I bolded was actually the Commanders at 15%. Um, not because I like the Commanders defense or what they're doing or the direction they're heading in or the fact that they've traded pretty much their best defenders so far. Um, it's the fact that they are playing the Jets. And, um, if there's and we believe a- Trevor Simeon, not Aaron Rodgers. Yes, or Simeon, Zach Wilson, what have you? It doesn't matter. Um, obviously, if Aaron, if something happens with Aaron Rodgers there, but if there's any unit in football more sorry than the Packers' Joe Barry defense, it might be the Jets' offense. And uh, I don't care what losses Washington has faced. I would pick them up and stream them against the Jets over a lot of options this week. My first check on streaming defenses is the Bills, who are going against the hapless Chargers. Obviously. Uh, the Raiders did great uh, on Thursday and were fantasy darlings for a lot of people. I don't think the Bills' defense does that again, but I do think it's possible that they will be near the top of the fantasy rankings. And I'm targeting anybody going against the Chargers moving forward. So yeah, this they must question, have the Bills, or yeah, I think uh, they, have the, they have the Jets' defense, and they're thinking, do they pick up the Bills' defense? I, I, I mean, I kind of want to pick up the Bills. Is that what you're I saying? would play the Bills over the over the Jets, and I understand that. How will they turn over machine? But I, I think the Bills' defense, the way they're rolling, I don't see scenario whether Allen's healthy, Austin Eckler plays, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. that you are concerned if you are playing the Bills' defense. They might not get 25, but they're going to get 10. So I would I would play the Bills' defense for sure. Yep, right on. And uh, with the Howell-Brissett thing, it looks pretty much like it's going to be Howell. That they've all but announced that. Okay. As this much as a- we want Brissett to start, for us fantasy guys, it's probably going to be Howell. This is a difficult question, Jake, and I'll, I'll be honest right now that I, I don't know the correct answer. Pick two of these four. Ty Chandler, after a 24-point game and full-point PPR last week, now going against the Lions. James Conner against the Bears defense, been better late, but still the Bears defense. Zeke, we just mentioned where the Broncos defense is at. 
And then Jonathan Taylor, if he plays. I mean, those are four guys I would say I'd love to start all four, but you have to pick two out of that group. Yeah. Um, so here's how I do this. I, I, right now, I'll say the first two, Ty Chandler and James Conner. Uh, actually, no, I, no, I lied. My, my two picks are James Conner and Ezekiel Elliott, but only Ezekiel Elliott if Ramondre sits. If Ramondre's back and he's going back to a timeshare, then I go Chandler and Connor. I actually like Connor. He's been um, he had, he had a good game even against San Francisco yeah. last week. He looks healthy. I mean, this offense can move the ball at at times, and he's been a pretty consistent guy here. Where Chandler feels a little flash in the pan to me, but I guess I guess we'll see. He can make me eat my words a little bit, but uh, it's Connor and Zeke. But if Ramondre plays, then it's Connor and Chandler. I just how confident are we in Jonathan Taylor actually playing? Have we seen? Anything? I think he is going to play, but to your point. Is Zach Moss going to play? We'll see what his stats is. Is he going to be effective after he plays? That's my biggest concern. And the Falcons' defense is pretty good, whereas you have obvious layups, I think, in Ty Chandler, and you also mm-hmm. an obvious layup in Ezekiel Elliott. To your point, if Ramondre does play, I don't want that timeshare, yeah. but I don't think he will. I For me, it's Ty Chandler and Zeke, so I would rank mm-hmm. it Ty Chandler, Zeke, then John, I'm sorry, then James Conner, then Jonathan Taylor, which mm-hmm. feels crazy yeah. to say. Uh, All we have on Jonathan Taylor is, quote, we'll see how the week goes. So I guess me thinking that he doesn't actually play influenced that a little bit. Okay, a quarterback here. You got Stafford, uh, boy, that's against the Saints defense, Kyler Murray against the Bears, Nick Mullins against the Lions, or Joe Flacco against the Texans. I'm going Stafford. I think I'm going Stafford as well, too. I mean, that, that's a mm-hmm. possibly the cup, the win cup in combo. Yep. And, the cup puka uh, combo is, uh, is, at, is healthy. They're at full strength. They're ready to go. Stafford, um, they're going to help Stafford look good. Uh, okay, so – Tucker Craft or Kate Otten, we said said Tucker Craft. And then Alave, Wink, Mingo, or Wicks. I'd assume pick one, so it'd be Alave. But if, if not, Wicks yeah. or Mingo. Yeah, Olave is the one if, if he starts. Um... I'm going <laughs> Mingo here. That's the, I, I like Dontavian Wicks a lot. I, I think that's how bad I Joe Barry is going to be, that I would play confidently Joe Mingo. Absolutely. Yeah, see, I'm not confident in that one because I need to see the Packers wide receiver injury report. This isn't something that I can answer now. Right now, I guess I'd say Wicks, but if Reed's healthy and suits up, or even if Watson gets a glimmer of hope there, then obviously Wicks goes down that list. Um, but yeah, I, I like Wicks. As, uh, after Olave, of course. If Olave plays, he's it. Final question, at least from the chat here. Would you play Jordan Addison or Jake Ferguson? Uh, I'd assume at the flex spot, essentially, is the case. Mm-hmm. OP spot. I wonder what we mean there. Um, I'm assuming flex. Yeah, I think. Um, well, some scoring context would help, but I think uh, I think I'd go Addison there. I, yeah, I I like both. Addison's got the big play potential, but if he if he finished with four catches for fifty yards, you wouldn't be surprised. Whereas that Ferguson, would be a tip, that's a typical Ferguson line, though. Well, right, but I, I mean, yeah, I think Addis, I think Addison's the right call. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Addison is the right call. Okay, I have mentioned the drama, Jake. Uh, you need to you need to be Judge Jake here for my league. Uh, I played slice all thing on my gavel. Oh yes, Ooh, that made don't it... do that. Sorry that's about that. Everyone, but yes, <laughs> sorry about uh, that noise. That anyone listening, I did not think it was going to do that. <laughs> the mental gavel is what I'm asking for. Okay, so I play in the auto new league. O T T O N E U. Been a sponsor in the past mm-hmm. for Rotoware. Friends of the site. Friends I of the love site for sure. the auto new format. Uh, there are things I would change, but I love the auto new format. It's three divisions, twelve teams total. Division winners all get a playoff spot. The fourth spot is divided or decided based off a record. So there are two teams right now sitting at eight and six. The winner uh, will get that fourth spot. I was playing one of the eight and six teams. I am out of contention. 
I can keep college players in this format. So I cut one of my kickers looking forward to signing one of the college players from next year. Well, it turns out that Jalen Hurts' interception cost me a chance at winning that game and upsetting a person who would have then made it in. So I, I did not field a starting lineup. I had missed Keenan Allen uh, not being active Thursday, and I did not play a kicker. So because of those two choices that I made, I had lost uh, that matchup and lost the league. There was no incentive for me to tank. I don't get a better pick because I missed the playoffs. So I was called spineless. I have no integrity. Uh, I should not be the commissioner of the league anymore because I picked up a kicker. I'm sorry, I picked up a college player instead of a kicker to help my team next year. My first question, Jake, because I think the answer is yes, but I need the league to hear it. You have been in leagues where when you are not playing, you don't set your lineup, right? Well, when you are out of playoff contention, you have not set your lineup. That, that's a normal thing, right? I will still field, I will still set a lineup. You're still you're still checking things no matter what. Like mm-hmm. we had Brigham a couple of years I, ago. He had 1,100 points because he never set his lineup after week four. Yeah. Okay. You're, so you're always setting your lineup no matter I, what. I will as long as it's the regular season. I will set a lineup. I might okay. not make pickups if I'm out of it. Yep. I I definitely don't do that. Um, but I will always set a lineup just to try to uh, you know show some semblance of competitiveness. I typically do. I just had forgot and I, you know, I wasn't in playoff contention in this league. So I didn't remember that so, I had Keenan Allen. So, so that that's one thing. I just I missed I messed up on that mistake. But competitively hurting my team, which would be keeping a kicker over having a college player was the biggest issue. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I I can't win this year. It is not my fault that you lost because I didn't play a full lineup against this person. I'm hurting my team actively if I chose to keep a kicker. Am I really wrong with that? So Okay, so there are two facets to this. There's one, you chose a possible keeper over starting the kicker. Correct. Two, you didn't take Keenan Allen out of the lineup. Correct. Yep. So I would be... Okay, so... But you would have had to. Would you have had to make a roster move, an add drop to replace Keaton Allen, or was there someone on your bench that I, you could I have? I could have. I could have played Keaton Mitchell uh, if I had mm-hmm. just been aware of things. So that, like, that was an error, and I apologize for that. I understand that, but I'm not spineless or losing integrity, mm-hmm. at least in my mind. Okay, because I kept a college player over a kicker. So the college player over the kicker, I have no problem with that. But uh, if I was in that league, I would be angry about the Keaton Allen staying in the lineup. Would, Text me then. Let me know. I'm sorry that I was not yeah, paying attention. Yeah, I, no, I, I would have. I, yeah, I would have definitely looked at that matchup and texted the person. That's for sure. Now, would the six points or whatever that Keaton Mitchell got you made the difference was, in the lineup? Yep, because Jalen Hurts' interception oh, okay. uh, at the very end was the difference as to why they lost. <laughs> so I can very much see why they are angry. Um, I think it's an honest mistake for the one thing, and you, you. Okay, if everything you're saying is true, you weren't intentionally sabotaging or intentionally throwing. There's it. no incentive for me to do so. Like I, I, I'm looking forward to my roster next but man, year. You got to take Keenan Allen out of there. I just, I wasn't, I didn't check things up there. It, it, the team does not matter. I, I've lost. I have, I, I played in 15 leagues this year, 15 leagues last year. I, I have pictures of experts, like guys that you see on major networks, not setting their lineup because they're out of it. It is not crazy to me, and I feel like you have been in leagues too where that happens all the time. I just missed that one. So I understand that. But I was, there was so much vitriol today. You have no integrity. Uh, you should never be the commission again. How could you ever be in any fantasy league and keeping a college player over a kicker? And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> okay, the, I, co- the college player never. over the kickers is not that big of a deal. There's a competitive reason for that in a dynasty format. I would still, if I were in that, if that person's shoes, I'd still be, I'd be upset about Keenan Allen. I, he has the right to be upset about that. Maybe not go as far as he did, but... Um, 
is a nuanced situation here because there it is, are, yes. There are there, there's one omission that uh, I'm fine with. One is like, come on, man, you could you could maybe change there, that. There was but some like, there was some dog. It doesn't sound things. to me like you were throwing it for some because you like one team better than the no, other. So. No, no, um, no, no. Doesn't it, sound like that at all. So it was it was ridiculous. Well, thank you, Judge Jake. Uh, I accept your ruling. I made a mistake not playing Keenan Allen, and I apologize again uh, for not being aware of what was happening an hour and a half before kickoff between the Chargers and Raiders. That I take my L on. Uh, to all of you who had said otherwise with the college uh, player, haha, Judge Jake rules in my favor. So that does it for us on the Tuesday edition of the Rotoware. <laughs> you did, you did, you said it's fine that I kept the college I, I told player. I the all line there a little bit. If I had, if I had to make an actual ruling, I'd say okay, fine. You're, They're you're coming not, for your head, you're Jake, not on Twitter. It's not mine now. Also, don't mistake this conversation as uh, an interest or desire to serve as judge in any of your fantasy football disputes or rulings. Just wanna, <laughs> just wanna clear point. that out. It's like Ron Swanson at the museum. Don't uh don't mistake my giving this speech as a genuine interest in art and expect and expect to discuss it with me elsewhere. Um yes. we're not we're not dispute solvers here. We'll we'll answer fantasy questions here, but y'all are y'all are adults. You can figure the rest of this out yeah, on your own. You'd think some of those guys in that league, I'm not sure adult quite qualifies. But anyway, that does it for us on the Tuesday edition of the Rotowire NFL podcast brought to you by Circus Sports. We'll be back in next week, hopefully for everyone finals uh, and best of luck to all of your lineup decisions for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.